Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me this morning. Enjoying my off-air conversation with Congressman Derek Van Orden. So much so that I almost got caught with a little dead air. But uh, fortunately for me, I did not. I uh, We were talking about uh, his, his recent appearance on the uh, uh, floor and uh, the house floor and praising Jesus for healing his his beautiful daughter. I'm going to let him describe it to you in his own words. Congressman Van Orden, how are you? Well, I'm well, thank you very much, Meg. And um, we didn't really make this widely public, but almost eight months ago, our our daughter was uh, diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer. Um, and so I finished the campaign really uh, with that hanging over my head and my wife's head and the rest of the kids and everything. It was very difficult, honestly. But um, two days ago, we found out that uh, she's in remission. And so many things in this town, Meg, are they're just, they're just, I mean, it's hard to describe them without using vulgarity. There's a lot of stuff here that people are, you know, screaming back and forth and yelling. If you saw the squad yesterday gesticulating on the floor and doing all this stuff. But then there's a whole other side that people don't get to see. Um, there's a guy from Chicago. He got elected. <clears throat> he's a great dude, African-American cat. He's in my freshman class. And um, we were talking, and uh, this was about a month ago. We got some really, really bad news, and we didn't think that um, our daughter would be around. And we are walking over to the Capitol together, and we are just standing in the corner. And he said, hey, man, how you doing? I said, I'm not good. And I told him about my daughter, and he took my hand and prayed with me. Then he wrote me the most beautiful card. This guy is, he is, can't be farther away from me politically, ideologically. And he took the time to do that. And so there, the, the relationships that are being built here between the left and the right transcend these political short things. And I really would like for the people that lurk in the hallways of the Capitol, waiting for whispered rumors, uh, salacious things that they can use to divide the country, I wish they would just stop it mm-hmm. because it's not helpful. You know, what What these people, and I'm talking about the vast majority of the press, the sensationalism, um, we in Congress work for our constituents in the American people. We are not here in Congress to sell newspapers. And these people need to figure that out because they are part of the degradation of our society and they're doing it for financial needs. I'm talking about the press. Reprehensible. Mm -hmm. It is. It's terrible. So we got to knock that stuff off. And, um, but just, I mean, that's just the best, the best news I've ever had in my entire life. And I wanted to share it with everybody. And I thank my constituents. I thank Christ because I'm a Christian. I thank my constituents because so many of them have been praying for us. And I thank my colleagues on both sides of the aisle because so many of them have been praying for us. And it's just heartwarming to know. I want people to understand that back in Wisconsin. You know, I had a meeting with Tammy Baldwin the other day in her office, and we talked about some measures that we want to work together on to help Wisconsin. That's happening here every day, and you don't see it on the damn press because they just want you to fight and scream at each other so they can sell newspapers, and I'm not going to participate in that. It makes um, uh, makes more money, right, when there's strife? Yeah, 
bright, but I don't care. And uh, mm -hmm. it's reflected in the committees that I try to get on when I did get on. So I'm on the agriculture committee. We don't have subcommittees for that yet, but those should be coming out next week. And um, it's the first time in the third congressional district in 26 years there has been a member on the agriculture committee. And we are an ag district. Um, I'm also on the transportation and infrastructure committee. That And the subcommittees that I'm on are water resources, environment, uh, highway, and transit, uh, the and the the economic development, public buildings, and emergency management. So what that means is that I will be in a position in my portfolio to keep the Army Corps of Engineers in check to make sure that they're helping with our lock and dam repairs up and down the Mississippi River, and also to make sure that our drainage issues are done. FEMA is underneath our emergency management portfolio. So when we have these types of disasters, the tornado down in Bosco Bell and all these things, I'll be in a position to positively affect them. And how these two committees work together, just so everyone understands, um, it doesn't matter how much grain you raise in a field if you can't get it to a market and that's on a highway or on a barge, it might as well rot in the field. So these two committees, the synergistic effect of me being at, sitting at these tables on the agriculture and the transportation infrastructure committees are the way that they work together um, I'm going to be able to have an incredibly positive effect on my district and the state of Wisconsin and the country. And then the third committee I got on, Meg, is the Veterans Affairs Committee. Uh, and I was I was given uh, the great honor of, of being a chairman of a subcommittee, uh, and it's the Subcommittee for Economic Development for Veterans. So I'm one of, I think, five freshmen in all of Congress that have been given a chair of a, a subcommittee. I'm also... So I, I will set the agenda for that committee. We're going to focus on veterans' homelessness, and we're going to focus on the transition between an active duty service man or woman into civilian life. Um, and the reason being those things are so important <clears throat> is that if in that period of window or in that window between the, the transition of active duty and uh, civilian, people don't understand that takes place on a, in a single day. On Monday, you're wearing a uniform. On Tuesday, you're wearing a suit. And that, that window is when our veterans are committing suicide because they lose a sense of mission. They don't think they have value any longer. Um, so I'm going to work very diligently to help streamline this process. And I'm also on the subcommittee for health, which is responsible for making sure that we can provide mental health uh, things to our vets. Those are the committees I, I'm on, Meg. And you know what? Fox News doesn't call me anymore. And Nobody calls me. These big press things. I talk to my local press. You guys, I'm going to do two interviews with local press here in a minute. Because these committees, they're not sexy. Oh, mm -hmm. And they're not big money committees. You know what they are? These are workhorse committees. That's why I came here to, to Congress. And let me finish with one thing for your audience so everybody knows how seriously I'm taking my job. The day I got sworn into Congress, I got an email. And I'm going to read it to you. My wife and I tonight attended my brother's visitation and will be attending tomorrow's funeral. He passed away on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. He's a Wisconsin-born, recently retired from the Army after 22 years, currently residing in North Carolina. He leaves behind a beautiful wife and three young children. He went to the VA for help for mental health issues and was turned away. He took his life the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Two days later, a letter came in the mail from the VA. They, accept, they 
accepted him. It was too late. His name is, I won't read his name. It should be illegal for the VA to refuse a soldier who is retired or active duty trying to get help from getting admitted. I'm requesting for you to work with your counterparts in North Carolina on some kind of legislation to prevent this from happening to another soldier or veteran again. So I spent my first day in office calling this man that sent this letter, and I called his the father of the veteran that committed suicide, and I called the widow of the veteran that committed suicide, and I apologized to them profusely from the federal government for the government's inability to schedule an appointment. And the reason I could read that so fast, you may, is that this is framed and it sits on my desk and there's a handwritten note that says, this is why I'm here. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think about all that we are doing, all that the United States is doing for illegals that are coming across our border and we can't take care of our own veterans. We're 251,000 illegal immigrants were encountered last month. And we're housing a, a tremendous amount of these folks that have entered into the country. You saw the story about the folks in New York City yeah. who are in a luxury hotel, right. and they don't want to leave. Okay, so when we're housing tens or hundreds of thousands of people that have broken the law to get in this country, it's unacceptable mm-hmm. to have a single homeless veteran. Why aren't? Why is that not a priority? It's so infuriating. It, Every thanks. veteran should be a priority. Meg, I am chairing the subcommittee on Veterans Affairs that deals with veterans' homelessness. It is now a priority. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. So, uh, listen, again, none of these committees are sexy, but they can make sure that we can grow and produce things in the 3rd the District of the state of Wisconsin and around Wisconsin, that we can transport them to markets. We can hopefully get some of these input costs lowered. Hopefully, we can make sure that we have good usage of um, public resources for public buildings. We want to make sure that FEMA understands what it's like to be where we're at. So when when we do, unfortunately, and we will have more natural emergencies, that they're postured to help people in a timely manner. Um, It's incredibly important. And then, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about veterans. But So that's what I'm doing here. You know, I work 16-hour days. I read probably... Um, between 50 and the other day, I read a couple hundred pages worth of stuff to be prepared for all of my meetings. And, um, you know, I'm taking this job real seriously. I'm very thankful that I got sent here. And um, if you guys come, we've got to host some constituents and some other folks. If you guys make it out to D.C., even though you're in Tom's district, um, Tom's office, by the way, is right down the road, but we'll both host you. And um, I've got a glass case refrigerator Full of Wisconsin cheese and Miller Lite, and that's for that's for you guys when you, when you come visit. And we also have a great coffee machine, so if you don't drink beer, that's that's okay too. Um, we just love to see when you come out here. We'll take you over. I've got staff, and if I got time, like last night, I I uh, took three people that I served with in Afghanistan on a private tour of the capital. I think we started about seven at night. One of them was she's retiring today after 32 years, um, we're going to, to the absolute best of our ability, we're going to be, we're going to take you around and show you your house. Cause that house of representatives, it's yours. And I want you guys to see that. 
not just because, you know, your taxpayers are going to it, but there's so much history in these buildings. And I'll show you my favorite spots. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll treat you right because uh, that's our job. I'm here to work for you. My staff is here to work for you. My staff in the district is here to work for you. And um, I've been blessed to put together, I mean, just a stellar team. Um, and that's for you guys. So use it. Get a hold of us. My dad always used to say, uh, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. If you want something done right in Wisconsin, you hire a Navy SEAL like Congressman Derek Van Norden. (laughs) Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Uh, well, listen, everybody, God bless you. Thanks for everything. Thank you for all your prayers for our daughter. Um, Mm -hmm. We're just incredibly thankful. I mean, I'm just full of gratitude and, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I, I got to go because I got to get on a plane. I'm going out to Westby because the uh, snowflake ski jump is turning 100 years. And I get to go open it up. It's going to okay. be awesome. Are you going to bomb it? Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to, are you going to go? Am I going to go? Am I going to ski, ski jump? Yeah. No. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. No. Uh, so those days are gone. <laughs> okay. uh, thank Just you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to have a special election in the third, I'll go ahead and ski jump. because Just wear a parachute. <laughs> You're set. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, um, Maggie, take care of yourself, yeah. will you? Congressman Derek Van Orden, thank you so much. Thank you for the update. Stay in touch. I don't care what committees you're on. You're always welcome on this program. So keep in touch. God bless you. Thanks, Maggie. Take care. Bye. Thanks. We'll talk soon. I'm going to play this clip. This is Derek Van Orden on the House floor yesterday. The gentleman is recognized for one minute. I stand here today to humbly thank the Lord Jesus Christ, my constituents, and my colleagues for your thoughts and prayers and tender mercies that you've showed my family over these last trying months. And I'm here today to report to you that the prayer works because as of yesterday, our daughter's cancer is in remission. So I will never forget the kindness shown to me by both sides of this aisle. And I humbly remain your servant. With that, I yield back. Gentlemen. That was Congressman Derek Van Orden yesterday praising the Lord that his daughter is in remission from cancer. Keep on praying for him and for his family. Going to go to a break. We'll be right back on WSAU Feedback.